Matthew 6.33 But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thank you for listening and being a part of Seeking the Kingdom podcast. This is where we discuss biblical topics. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Saturday morning. We pray that by listening to these podcast teachings, your faith would increase and that we would grow together as one in the body of Christ. God bless. Praise the Lord and praise God. God bless you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom podcast. Tonight's episode is 123, and tonight we're talking about the sword of the Spirit. Tonight we conclude our series of the armor of God, and we encourage everyone to go back and listen to the previous episodes as we talked about the belt of truth. We talked about the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about the shoes of the gospel of peace. We talked about the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. And like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about the sword of the Spirit. To open up tonight's program, we wanted to start off with prayer. Christopher, would you open up tonight's program in prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you for the opportunity, Mukwadal, to know your word, Father God, to look into your word, Mukwadal. I pray, Father, that your spirit would teach us, Mukwadal, your truth, Father. I pray that you would bless this word for our hearts that would land on good soil, that you would bless the listener as well, Father. And I pray that our lives would be changed as we truly study your word and apply it to our lives for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise. I pray once again that you would clothe us in the full armor of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so we got a lot we want to get into tonight, and we just want to get right into it. Our first scripture we're going to be reading, uh, and we just want to establish that the sword uh, of the Spirit is actually talking about Jesus Christ. So we want to go to John 1.1, 1, 1, and look what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So the word there, guys, in the Greek, word is G3056. And while he listened to this, that word, word in Greek means this, logos. And what that word logos means is mean spoken word. And I was looking up a scriptures to cross-reference with this, and Hebrews 4.12 came up. And that scripture talks about how the sword of the, the, the sword is active, it's a double-edged sword. And to give further explanation. Uh, we're going to play a clip from a previous episode. Uh, we was talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and we had a guest speaker, Pastor Matthew, and he gave an awesome illustration on Hebrews 4.12, and we just want to go back to that clip real, real quick. Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Mm piercing even to the division of the soul talking about the word of god the word of god is jesus amen 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 and is discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart there are some thoughts and motives in the heart that are sinful Domingo. and whoever is listening to the sound of my voice i don't know who you are Ajiz, but maybe there's something in your heart that's hurting you something in your heart that's sinful that needs to die how does this happen well 
in an amazing because he mentions a sharp sword. Mm. What do you do with a sharp sword? Kill. Kill. <laughs> and the word of God is supposed to kill your flesh. Amen. But watch verse 13, which we always overlook because we all know that scripture that the word of God is living and powerful and it's like a sword, it's sharp. But 13 gives us a better idea on what happens with that sword. You ready? Here it is. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open to the eyes of him who we must give an account. What does mm -hmm. that mean? It doesn't make sense. At first, it's talking about a sharp sword that will discern the heart. And then the next scripture says, and all things are open to God's eyes. Mm -hmm. What does that word open mean? It's a Greek word. And the Greek word is this. And this is what it really said. And all things are to the eyes of him who we must give an account. What does that mean? Here it is. To bend back the neck of a victim to be slain. Mm. Seize by the throat and get the victim and kill him by slashing his neck. Wow. And this is what it said. It talked about a sword. And then it talked about that sword open to God. And this is what it said, that that sword will bend back the neck of the victim and slay by the neck. Brother. And the Lord has plans for your flesh. Mm. You see, he don't want to kill you. He wants to kill what's killing you. Brother. I'm going to say that again. Okay. You see, the Lord doesn't want to kill you. He wants to kill what's killing you. Amen. And what's killing you? What's bringing you down? What's bringing Nikazo? What's bringing depression? What's bringing Parimos? What's bringing bondage? It's your flesh. Mm. But Jesus has big plans for that flesh. With the word of God, he wants to destroy the flesh. He wants to kill the flesh. Why? So now we have the ability to walk in the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And when we walk in the spirit of God, what happened? We begin to see the fruit of the spirit manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to thank Pastor Matthew Martin for that uh, wonderful uh, comment he made uh, back in that episode. And we are able to use it again for the glory of God. And that word in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God the word is again logos so we see that it's talking about jesus christ himself the word of god is jesus christ and it compares jesus to an active sword a double-edged sword and as a as pastor matthew said that sword is meant to kill so we're going to read our scripture that we've been reading since the past six seven weeks and that's ephesians 6 10 and we're going to finish it off for the glory of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So, gentlemen, when I looked up here, word of God, a different word came up. And the word that came up in the Greek is this, G4487. And that word is pronounced rhema. And it's the same word, guys, word, but it's, it's meant differently in Greek. And this is not the spoken word, this is the written word. And the written word is meant to do this. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is God-breeded, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. So tonight, our flesh, our old nature, is going to get hurt. It's going to get offended. And the Holy Spirit's intention is that it might die. So let's get ready to grow and live in the Spirit of God. Tonight we have something planned out. We have four uh, men, or three men, including myself, four, that's going to be talking about this, uh, how we should walk in the Spirit, and how we are able to kill our flesh. So tonight, going up first is our brother Whitey. Whitey, the mic is all yours, brother. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Joshua. God bless you, boys. Uh... I wanted to start out by saying, uh, like Joshua said, that tonight's subject is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And, you know, the, what, we, what we've got planned is basically we're all going to read some scriptures and, and see uh, just uh, how to apply the Word of God to our lives. Uh, we've all gathered our own scriptures and the boys wanted me to go first because uh, well uh, the scripture I got the scripture that came to mind it should put us into perspective on you know what we're going to be talking about tonight so the scripture that I'm going to read is first Corinthians uh, chapter 9 and verse 27 uh, and it reads like this no I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Uh, something's going to catch your eye uh, when, when we uh, read that scripture. Uh, I strike a blow to my body. And that's sort of where we're going tonight. That's sort of how we want to approach utilizing the, she uh, the, the sword. Uh, 
utilizing the sword of the spirit on ourselves, striking our blow to our own flesh. This uh, scripture uh, in context, it comes from the famous uh, uh, saying from Paul to the Corinthians, run the race to win. Run the race to gain the prize. But in order to do that, in order to do that, you have to recognize that there is a prize at the end. You have to recognize, you know, that that you're running the race, not uh, some utopia Bible aimlessly, not without a point. You're running the race with purpose. You're running the race because you believe in what uh, what the what the you're doing, and what you're doing is standing in the army of God. And not only do you want to gain the prize. But you also believe that in order to gain the prize, you're going to have to strike a blow to your body. In this scripture, it talks about exercising in order to win the prize. It's going to take you know a, a little bit of struggle. It's going to take a little bit of difficulty. It's going to take some pain. But the best way to utilize the sword is to aim it at our own hearts first, is to aim it at our own flesh first, is to pierce ourselves first. And that's what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a little painful. It's going to be a little difficult, but it's worth it for the prize. It's worth it for being able to say, I stand in God's army and I stand for Jesus and I stand for the word and I grow into what God has called me to grow into. And the boys are all going to share now, you know, just how we do that, just how we apply. And again, we expect it. We're, 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 we're putting it into our minds that, yes, it's going to hurt, but it's absolutely worth it because it's our growth. It's who we're meant to be. Amen? Amen. God bless you, buddy. Before we actually get to Chris, I wanted to say something. A lot of times that when we hear uh, of the sword of the Spirit, uh, we hear that it's oh it's the it's the offensive weapon it's the only offensive weapon that you know we are and it's absolutely correct uh, it's something that we can use the word of God is something that we can use to defeat the enemy we see that clearly in the desert uh, when Jesus is being tempted by the Dusmano uh, but tonight I want to be specific we're talking about killing our own flesh our desires our fleshly desires our sinful nature. That's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, Christopher, the mic is all yours. Well, thank you, Jesus. God bless you, gentlemen. So uh, when Joshua approached us with this idea to do this, um, I, a scripture came to my mind, and it's a scripture that I really never looked into that deeply. And the scripture is found in uh, Matthew 10, uh, verse 32. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Fine and great. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. It's pretty scary words. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set man against his father, a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, your enemy will be right in your own household. Amazing. Why is Jesus saying this, Wally? 
Why do you, what, what, what does this mean? It means when Jesus was on the scene here, people believed in him and some people didn't. What does that mean, Whitey and uh, Joshua and Wally? Uh, a great example is this. My papa, for instance, uh, when Christianity came on the scene, because they were in the old mindset, it was something new and it, it made a division within the family. It made it kind of an outcast to where, uh, uh, what are you talking about? What are you dealing with? And what, I, I don't understand. It's mm. the same way Jesus's family felt in uh, Mark chapter 3 and 21. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, he's out of his mind. The context there is Jesus' own family was divided against him because they didn't believe at one point. So what am I saying? Sometimes when we follow Christ, mostly often, when we do that, division's going to happen. People are going to look at us and say, oh, well, this guy's a nerd. Apple, come on, let's just do what we want to do. Apple, do your side with the Bible. There's a division that has to be there. Mm. And us as followers as Christ, we have to realize something. Our alliance with Christ is priority. Amen. I'm going to read a commentary and then I'm going to, um, you know, pass it to the next guy. When one acknowledges Christ, this means more to simply profess a belief in the association with Christ. It means to declare that he is Lord, the leader and authority of one's life, openly and unshamingly, even to those who oppose God and his ways and his standards. Mm. The word of God will divide us from the flesh and help us to live in the spirit more and more and more and to grow into the character he wants us to be. God bless you guys. God bless you. Uh, Christopher, what a great insight on that scripture. And um, like we mentioned before, it, it might offend somebody, but the word of God is intended to kill our fleshly desires. That's what we're talking Amen. about tonight. Amen. Uh, Wally, uh, the mic is all yours, brother. God bless you, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be reading another scripture that's found in Romans 8. And... Uh, it's a lot of reading and whoever is listening i pray that you would really pay attention to these words and uh we're going to be reading romans 8 through romans 8 7 through 15. it's a lot of reading but please pay attention i also in for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to god gavet divano for hostile is bitter it's bitter to god for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in mm -hmm. the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Mm -hmm. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, 
We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions as son, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. What an amazing scripture. I Bible will told that if we live by the flesh, we are dead. But if we yield to the Holy Spirit, if we live by the Holy Spirit, we have life. And that's the truth because the Bible says it. I think some I was as I was studying uh, in a commentary, I told. As we follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and remain right relationship with Jesus, the Spirit gives us the confidence that we are God's children. Ain't that amazing? Amen. Amen. God bless you, Wally. And I just wanted to touch a little bit on that because, you know, I was reading that earlier today too. We were talking about the schemes of the devil. We're talking about uh, the wiles of the devil and how the Dismato can use things against us. And something he might use against us, you know, something that he, you know, quite often uses against us is that we can continue living in skin. It's not that bad. What's the worst that can happen? You might hear these things, you know, as we, you know, live in this corrupt world. We live in a sinful world. And the Dusmano can use any little thing against us. You know, temptation, it's not a sin. But when we give in to the temptation, it becomes a sin. And the Word of God clearly says it. The sinful nature, while you just read it, the sinful nature is hostile to God. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is debt. How can someone who's uh, born again, right? Who God says we have eternal life, that the believer who is, uh, the, the believer who believes in Jesus lives forever, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what the Bible tells us, right? But how can Amen. that person die? It's because that person who continuously lives in sin, that that continuously wants to sin, that makes it a habitual sin, that, that, that means they want to continue to do it, has already died. It's when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and repent of our sins, repent from our ways, and we're going to see it now. We're going to talk about some, some harsh things. We're going to talk about some strong things, but please bear with me. I want to go to Galatians 5, 16 through 25. Look what it says. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide our lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants to do. And the spirit gives us desire that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. 
But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desire of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Guys, we call ourselves Christ followers. We call ourselves Christians, and we still live in our own sinful nature. It's time to put these things on the cross. It's time to nail them to the cross and let them die there. Let's move on to the things that the Spirit is leading us to do. Wally, you read Romans 8, and I just want to read the, the first part. It's a great application to this in Romans 8, 1 through 6. Now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. It freed us. It freed us from what? From the power of sin that leads to death. Remember, the born-again Christian inherits eternal life. We're not going to die. We're not going to die. We, we're going to live forever with Christ Jesus. Verse 3. Yeah, yeah. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his only son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in the body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about such, uh, sinful things but those who are controlled by the holy spirit think about things that please the spirit so letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death one more time so letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death but letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. What a wonderful scripture. It's time that we walk in the Spirit. It's time that we nail our sinful desires to the cross. And it's time that we give into the Spirit and start walking in the Spirit for the glory of God. Uh, guys, I want to say God bless you guys. What a, a, a wonderful insight on every... Uh, scripture Whitey Christopher Wally 
And uh, we want to thank the listener for, you know, being with us on this journey as we talked about the armor of God. And I know that we, we grew from this, all of us. Uh, we all grew from this. And our prayer is this, that we would apply this to ourselves first. We deal with sinful nature all the time. In our daily walk, we deal in sinful things. Am I saying that we can be made perfect? No, absolutely not. There was one person who walked this world that lived without sin, and his name was Jesus Christ. And by his spirit, we are able to overcome sin. Are we going to fall into it? Probably. But let's not continue to live in it. Let's overcome sin by the spirit. Amen. Uh, Every week we say this, we see you guys' prayers on Instagram. Uh, we see you guys' direct message. And uh, we want to keep in prayer all the people who are praying for Sadi Manuska, that God would set them free from prison. That God would uh, give them favor, like Ajinsa, like uh, judges, lawyers, and whatever they're dealing with, that God would you know, set them free in Jesus' name. We want to pray for Sadi Manuska, that God would heal them. Cancer, heart trouble, diabetes. So, we ask that God would uh, heal them from all these sicknesses. We call upon your name, Jehovah Rapha. Uh, we want to pray for Sali Latik, autistic, that God would heal them in Jesus' name, that God would uh, increase their intention span and, and loosen their tongues and, in Jesus' name, that God would uh, give the parents strength. Um, you know, not easy, but. We ask the Lord that He would give them strength of the Papa, the Mamia, that God would give them strength in Jesus' name. Uh, we also want to pray for that God would uh, reveal to them the truth, uh, that they would hear uh, you know, a, a podcast or hear a, a, a Joel or a Rome preaching, something, that God would send uh, His message to His people and that the truth would set them free in Jesus' name. Uh, that being said, uh, Wally, close us out in prayer and also pray that we would be armed and equipped with the armor of God moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Marodan. We thank you, Marodan, that you've given us a gift, Marodan. And Marodan, we pray, Marodan, that every day, Marodan, that we would have the full armor of God, without a I pray that every day that goes by that we would die to our flesh that we would yield to your Holy Spirit and that we let your Holy Spirit take over in our lives we're praying we pray that you bring them home to their family heal the sick I pray, Mugodan, in the name of Jesus, Mugodan. Devla, your people need help, Mugodil. And I pray, Mugodan, in the name of Jesus, and help them, Father. Help them in their time of need, Mugodil. Lord, we thank you, Mugodan, we thank you, Mugodan, to be our helper, Mugodil. To help us, Mugodan, when we are going through something, Mugodan. To help us, Mugodad, to die to the flesh, Mugodil. You are so great, Father. 
And Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. And we thank you for your living word. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord and praise God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Friday and every Saturday morning. Please continue to be a part of what God is doing at Kingdom of God Ministry in Miami, Florida. We kindly ask that you share this episode, subscribe and follow us. It would help the show to reach other people that we may further the Kingdom of God. We also ask that you keep us at the church in your daily prayers. God bless.